Hello, this is Pastor Sam DeChico from the Concord Baptist Church of Wilmington, Delaware. We're so glad you joined us for today's broadcast. Concord Baptist Church is located at 2510 Marsh Road in North Wilmington. We presently have services Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, Sunday evening at 6.30. Wednesday night, we have a Bible study at 7. And we're also the home of Concord Christian Academy, a school that goes from K-3 through 12th grade. If you'd like more information about our church or school ministries, visit our website, ConcordBaptistChurch.org. Well, as we look at the New Testament disciples, people that followed Jesus, there were certainly many people that he attracted to come and to um, either be healed or listening to his preaching. But there were a few people that uh, Jesus seemed to really become good friends with. And um, one of the families that Jesus appeared to be welcomed into their home was that of uh, two sisters and a brother, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. And as we look at their story today, especially the two sisters, uh, Mary and Martha, we see that uh, there are uh, people that um, Jesus connected with, that uh, wanted to take care of Jesus, wanted to uh, meet needs of feeding him, feeding his, his um, apostles. And uh, the story of uh, Mary and Martha is a very interesting story. We pick it up in Luke chapter 10, verse number 38, and it says, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Now we know that Mary and Martha were from the little town of Bethany, which wasn't too far outside of the city of Jerusalem. It was there that as Jesus would travel through that uh, Martha welcomed him into her house. Uh, as Jesus traveled, I'm sure that uh, people would invite Jesus over, probably invite the apostles over to eat a meal. Uh, there were times, I'm sure, that um, people opened up their homes and fellowship with Jesus. What a wonderful thing it must have been to have an opportunity to invite Jesus to your house and to have him come and sit at a meal with you and fellowship with you and listen to him. And uh, in this particular story, though, these dear women uh, had Jesus come into their home. And as it says in verse 39, uh, that there was a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and uh, came to him and, and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve thee alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. In this particular uh, event, uh, Martha felt overwhelmed. She was taking care of everything, cooking and preparing a meal, and I'm sure probably wanted everything to be just perfect for Jesus. We're not sure if his apostles were there. We're not sure who was there, but I'm sure there were a number of people there beside Jesus. And as she is uh, very concerned and wants to really put on the best type of uh, meal and have just a, a special time with the Lord Jesus Christ, we see that she is, uh, she's frustrated. She's frustrated at her sister. Uh, while she's doing all the work, it appears that Mary is just sitting at the feet of Jesus doing nothing. And, uh, and so she petitions Jesus and she says, Lord, tell my sister to come help me. And, you know, it seems like this would be, uh, a fair request, uh, you know, why should I do all the work by myself? Why can't my sister come and help me out? And uh, as uh, uh, Jesus heard this, of course, uh, he is seeing Mary at uh, at his feet, and, 
and she heard his word. You see, you have two different types of women here, both good women, both love the Lord. Uh, one is expressing her devotion for Jesus by laboring in the kitchen and preparing and serving. And certainly there is um, a need in the church, a need in Christianity for people to serve the Lord in, in a real sense of the word. People that make meals, people that uh, take care of, uh, of, of evangelists and pastors and missionaries and and uh, support their ministries and support the church by helping out however they can in their local church. And uh, many of the, the churches are really uh, helped by volunteers, people that are uh, on a regular basis uh, serving and by using their talents and their gifts and taking care of the building or taking care of ministries, taking care of people, whatever it may be. And so to be a servant is truly a wonderful thing. When Jesus uh, came to the earth, he, he proclaimed that he was not uh, coming to the earth so that he could be served, but that uh, he would serve others, that he would be a minister to others. Uh, when Jesus wanted to uh, illustrate to his apostles what it meant to be in the ministry after his death and resurrection, he showed them after the Last Supper when he took out a bowl of water and washed their feet, in essence, showing them that you are going to serve, you are going to be a blessing to people, and you're going to do humble tasks such as washing feet as a as a sign of your humility, as a sign that uh, no job is 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 too small for you. Uh, as Jesus now is is there, uh, certainly this woman is portraying a servant's heart and and there's that's that's a good thing it's a right thing it's one of the spiritual gifts is to have the gift of helps but uh, mary her sister on the other hand uh, had a different personality had a different um take on this whole having Jesus come to the house. And instead of her being in the kitchen, running around and preparing food, she looked at this as a great advantage, a great opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus. Wouldn't it be wonderful to sit and look at Jesus and listen to him and hear what he had to say and experience his wisdom, experience maybe teachings, asking him questions, uh, maybe showing your love and your devotion by expressing praise and honor and glory to him. Uh, we're not sure all what Mary said that night. We're not sure if she was asking questions and Jesus was responding or if she was just listening as Jesus was teaching, but she sat at his feet. She she was devoted to Jesus. Uh, she was, as the psalmist said, be still and knowing God. Uh, and certainly what she was doing was, was a wonderful thing too. It's something we need to be doing all the time, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Although we can't physically sit at his feet as Mary did, but every day we can be at the feet of Jesus as we partake in devotion, and praise and uh, reading scripture, praying, meditating, thinking on things and bringing our petitions to the Lord. There's many ways we sit at the feet of Jesus. And I think uh, as a Christian, we need to be growing in our faith, growing in our knowledge, growing in our worship. And one way in which we do it is we kind of uh, put aside all the busyness of life. I think that's one of the devil's ways of of uh, drawing us away from the Lord and tempting us is to keep our lives so busy. There's so many things going on in life, so many things vying for our time. And, uh, you know, we look at a world that people are working in and social media and television and and music and, and sports and entertainment and all these things. And we're not saying these are all bad and wrong things, but they all take up a time and they consume our time. And sometimes uh, as we are allowing ourselves to be consumed with all these other things in life, we forget the, the needful thing, the most important thing, and that's to sit at the feet of Jesus. That's to commune with him, to talk with him, to spend time with him, to get to know him better. 
And so uh, Mary is a very devoted woman. Now, Martha is, though, uh, judging Mary. She's upset with her sisters. She views her sister as not helping her, not assisting her. And she petitions Jesus to do something about it. I guess she thought Jesus would just say, well, go ahead, Mary. It's time now to help out. It's time for you to go in the kitchen and, uh, you know, you help your sister out. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure Martha thought that this would be the response of Jesus, but that wasn't what Jesus said. He responded quite differently to her. And in verse 41, he says, uh, Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. The first thing that he pointed out to Martha is that she was very worried, very concerned, very careful, very consumed, and troubled about many things. So it wasn't just the one thing. I'm sure Martha was running around and trying to make everything look right and be right. And, and uh, you know, that's once again not a, a wrong thing, not a bad thing. But it just uh, was consuming her to the point where she's very worried and very concerned and uh, just troubled about many things. Sometimes as we go through life, we, we get troubled about things. We're worried about things. We fear fear uh, things. We, we allow uh, things in, in life to consume us. And, you know, sometimes we have to just step back and think, well, you know, why am I so worried about everything? Why am I so afraid? Why am I so consumed with whatever it is? You know, the Lord tells us to, to be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer uh, and, and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You know, many times instead of worrying and being concerned about things, we need to just pray about it. Uh, and so Jesus saw a spirit that uh, was not maybe exactly right. Maybe her attitude wasn't right either. And so he, he corrects her by saying in verse 42, uh, but one thing is needful and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. One thing is needful, uh, meaning that uh, she is, uh, if she had to choose between being in the kitchen, not sitting at the feet of Jesus, not communicating with him, not worshiping him, and uh, if she had a choice between, you know, being in the kitchen or being in his feet, she chose the right place. Uh, it's the needful thing. It's the right place. Now, that doesn't take away from Martha. It's not saying that she should be there also at the feet of Jesus, but he, in essence, he's saying she has chosen a good thing. You see, Mary was criticized and, and uh, you know, maybe challenged but uh, by her sister. But Jesus now says that she hath chosen the needful thing. You know, it's kind of interesting because uh, uh, the story of Mary and Martha uh, continues. We know that uh, their brother Lazarus died and they sent for Jesus later on. And Jesus came there four days late. He was already Lazarus was dead in the grave. Mary and Martha both came out to him separately. Martha first, then Mary secondly. And they um, begged Jesus that, uh, you know, can you do something? If you'd have been here earlier, our brother would not have died. And, uh, you know, it was the that great miracle, the resurrection, which Jesus honored their these dear women's request and, and, and raised Lazarus from the dead. Uh, and then, you know, the last story we read about Mary and Martha is, is about Mary is uh, just six days before Jesus would die. She anoints Jesus with a very uh, uh, expensive spikenard. It's a, uh, an ointment, uh, a, very, a very expensive ointment. And she anointed his feet and, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the whole house was filled with the odor uh, of the ointment. And, and once again, Mary is criticized for her devotion, for her sacrifice, for her showing Jesus how much she loved him. And it's Judas, the, the betrayer, uh, 
who was who was a thief, the Bible says, who now sees this whole event, and he criticizes Mary, and he says uh, basically that this was a waste, and why wasn't this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? 300 pence was a lot of money, and he said this is valuable, but he wasn't worried about taking it, the, the money and giving it to the poor. He wanted to put it in the bag. He probably wanted to keep some of it for himself. And uh, once again, here's Mary just trying to show her devotion for Jesus, just trying to show something that uh, she loves him and she knows that he is the death and his death is coming up. She knows that uh, his resurrection also will come to pass as Jesus resurrected her, her brother and he said he was the resurrection and the life. And once again, Jesus has to come and defend Mary. It said, then Jesus said, let her alone against the day of my bearing hath she kept this for the poor always you have with you but me you have not always uh, once again jesus is defending mary and saying she did a good thing she's not wrong she this this uh, you know anointing of jesus uh, you know he was only going to be there for a few more days that was the last opportunity she probably had to be with jesus and to express a devotion and and sacrifice uh, this ointment and um, uh, you know just be a blessing to him and so here's a dear woman, Mary, her sister Martha, a good woman also, different personalities. You know, it just shows us that we worship the Lord differently. We have different gifts. We have different talents. Martha's personality was one of a, a giver in which she had to, uh, you know, help and prepare meals and 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 uh, take care of, of the Lord Jesus in that way. And that's good. And that's wonderful. Some people are like that. Others will like to sit at the feet of Jesus. I think really we need to do both. We need to serve the Lord. We need to sit at his feet. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, when we are serving the Lord, others may look down upon us, may question our devotion, may question... Uh, the method in which we worship Jesus, but I like that Jesus always defended Mary. He saw her heart. He saw this was a good woman. He saw both of these women as good women. They were true disciples of Jesus, and I hope that their stories today challenge us to, to worship Jesus however uh, we are led to, and uh, just realize that others may worship D Jesus in a different way, and let's all just worship and glorify him, the one who's worthy of all worship and praise.